high five somebody on the way to your seat. Tell them I got victory in this place tonight. God, there's a lot of Holy Ghost in this house tonight. I believe somebody could get a breakthrough before they leave this place. I believe that somebody could get the chains broken off of their back tonight. Woo! You can be seated for just a few moments if you can. Anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Hallelujah. It is absolutely my pleasure and honor to be back in the house of the Lord tonight. My God. Woo. I want to say a great big thank you to this church for all of the many, many prayers and the well wishes and the text messages and the, the notes of encouragement and the social media posts and all of the ways that you have found to express your prayers, your love, and your support for me over the past few days. Thursday night, I, I had something, some sort of kind of a virus or bug that hit me. And uh, I'm going to tell you what, in, in, in almost 30 years of living for God, I think that this past Sunday was maybe the third time, only the third time, that I have missed church because I was literally unable to leave the house to get here. And, uh, and so I was at home sick. And uh, Sunday morning, I was sitting on the couch, tuned into the live stream. I had a bottle of medicine sitting there next to me and a bottle of Gatorade. And I had a, a blanket over my head trying to break a, a fever. And uh, this house, I'm just telling you what, there is nothing in the world like not being here but knowing that God's people know how to reach the throne of heaven. And I'm telling you what, I sat in that living room when the Holy Ghost that was here swept into my house. And when you all begin to sing about the I Am... And the Holy Ghost began to move into this house. And you all began to pray for me. I lifted my hands in the air in that, in that living room with tears running down my face. And the Holy Ghost began to, to, to work in my body. And I felt the healing touch of God begin to work. And begin to heal and begin to change. Amen. And from that moment forward the healing of God began to take place in my body. Amen. And, uh, and so uh, I, I thank God. I thank God. Okay, is this all right tonight? I'm just, I'm very grateful. I, we might be here for five hours tonight because I, man, I can't miss church and, and, and just, you know. Uh, I, uh, I tell you what, what happened, God gave me a little something. Honey, can you come to the keys really quick? Uh, I don't want to surprise Brother Kendrick. But in that moment when I had my hands lifted, unless you've been really, really sick for a few days and I didn't sleep for almost four nights straight. So not only was I sick, I was sleep deprived. And, and uh, 
I was desperate for God to, to touch my body. And as my hands were lifted and, and you all began to pray in this house, key of F, I lifted my hands and as I was praying, it's like God dropped this little, <clears throat> this little chorus in my spirit. And as my hands were lifted, I just began to sing, it is done. It is done, oh yes. Whatever you've been asking, it is done. Woo. It is done, it is done, oh yes. So just lift your hands. And praise him, it is done. Does anybody feel that way tonight? Lift your hands. I just want to encourage you. It is done. Come on, what you been believing God for? It is done. Oh, yes. Just stand upon his promise. It is done. Whoa. So whatever you've been asking, it is done. Come on, lift your hands in this place. It is done. I feel like telling somebody tonight, it is done. Oh, yes. Whatever you've been going through, it is done. Come on, declare. Done. It is done. Hey, hey. So just stand upon his promise. It is done. Oh, so believe what God has spoken. It is done. Hey, just trust and believe him. It is done. Somebody ought to just go ahead and praise him like it's done tonight. Come on, you ought to praise him like it's already done tonight. And it wasn't instantaneous. I didn't get up from there with everything immediately gone. But sometimes living for God is understanding that his word will not return unto him void. And when God gives you a word, you got to be able to ignore the circumstances around you and understand his word's going to come to pass. Woo. I was talking to Brother Di today. We were... I took him to eat some lunch, and we were talking about the subject of God's word. You understand, when you have a word from God, everything in your environment has to line up to his word. When Lazarus was in the grave and Jesus stepped forth, he did not have to say, heart, start beating again. 
Lungs start breathing again. Brain start functioning. No, he didn't have to do any of that. All he said was, Lazarus, come forth. And that word was so powerful that anything in that environment uh, that was not in line uh, with the word come forth uh, had to get in line uh, with the word come forth. Uh, and so death uh, had to back up uh, and the heart had to start beating uh, and the lungs uh, had to start. When you have a word from God, everything uh, in your environment uh, has to start lining up uh, with what God said. And so you got to understand it may not be done now, but it is already done. Keep standing on it. Keep believing God for it. Keep praising God for it. It's already. Oh, come on, one more time. Give him praise because it's already done. Hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated. <laughs> and so I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for praying for me. I, I told First Lady, I said, she said, how you feeling? You going to make it to church? I said, you hear me right now, honey child. Honey babe. Sugar pie. Honey bunch. I said, I didn't make it Sunday. But I'm going to church tomorrow night no matter what happens. I don't care if they got to put me in a wheelchair, hook an IV up to me, or if I got to strap on a pair of Depends. Hello. So, oh, I'm sorry. That was, that was TMI. I'm going to be in the house of the Lord. If I got a limp, if I got to crawl, if I got to wear cr crutches, get me to the house of prayer. Get me to the house where God's glory dwells. And so, so if you see me toss this mic to one of these young men in the middle of preaching, you guys just be ready, brother. Be ready, brother Trevor. If I toss you this mic, just run. Run the ball. And I pray nobody's standing in the stairwell. Amen. But... Um, I've got a word for somebody in this house. I pray somebody came ready tonight. Did you come hungry for the word of the Lord? Let's stand all across this house. Go to the book of Ephesians. Amen. The book of Ephesians chapter number 6. Where I want to invite you to read the word of the Lord with me. Ephesians chapter 6. And verse Number 10. When you have it, somebody shout amen. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And I simply want to preach this one declaration for a few moments tonight. I am strong. I am strong. I wish somebody would lift your voice and make that declaration in this place. 
I didn't say I feel strong. I didn't say I think. I said I am strong. Somebody, one more time, put those hands together and give God a great praise in this house. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Woo. Amen. If you promise to preach with me the next few minutes, you may be seated. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter number 6 is part of the final summation of Paul's writing to the church at Philippi. In the book of Ephesians, you can find many powerful themes and biblical truths, but it is of importance to note that when the writer comes to the end of his address to the church uh, in Ephesus, not Philippi, but Ephesus, that he ends with this dissertation and he begins to put a final touch on his writings to them when in verse number 10 he says, finally, tell your neighbor, finally. In other words, he said, I told you everything I told you, but here is what I really want you to pay close attention to. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord. He gave them a direct commandment and said, be strong in the Lord. Don't be weak. Don't be anemic. Don't be wishy-washy. Don't be passive. Be strong in the Lord. Can I preach to us tonight that what God needs in this last hour is not a weak church. God does not want a weak people but God wants a strong people this world has enough weak Christians this world has enough weak churches but God has anointed us and filled us with the Holy Ghost to be strong in the Lord that's why sometimes in life you gotta bow yourself up in the middle of circumstances and adversities and begin to declare, I am strong. You have to learn how to defy the way that you feel and the things going on around you and declare the word of the Lord that I am strong. Tell your neighbor, I am strong. I'm not weak. Don't you mistake my struggle as weakness. Don't you mistake my trouble as my power source. I am strong. God wants a strong church. I said God wants a strong church. God wants a church that is strong in prayer, not weak in prayer, not thin in prayer. God wants a church that is strong in prayer. That's why we lift our voice. That's why there's action in our prayer because the effectual, fervent prayer, the energetic prayer of a righteous man, a 
faileth much, it releases force. Tell your neighbor, be strong. You got to be strong in prayer. That's why we're strong in worship. Because worship is not only what we offer to God, but according to Psalm 149, it is our weapon. And God didn't give us weak weapons. So God doesn't want a weak praise. God wants a strong praise. Come on, that's why you don't come to the house of God with some little religious howdy-doody and some little passive. No, 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 no. Be strong, brother. Be strong in your worship. God needs some men in this house that know how to be strong in your worship. Come on, God needs some women uh, that know how to be strong uh, in your worship. Uh, be thou strong. That's why we have strong preaching. Not weak preaching. Not watered down preaching. Not preaching that only comes from the intellect. Not preaching that just tickles the ears. Not just preaching that makes you want to think. But preaching that is powerful. Paul said, I came not with excellency of man's speech. He said, but I come in power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Don't preach me something uh, that just sounds good uh, and makes me think uh, I need a word uh, that'll change my life. Uh, I need a word uh, that'll break the yoke. Uh, I need a word uh, that'll cause walls to fall. Uh, I need a word. Uh, be strong. My brother, tell your neighbor, be strong. Be strong. And the revelation is in the next two words. Be strong in the Lord. You got to get a revelation. You are not the source of your strength. Come on, somebody. I'm about to preach you out of your pew this evening. Uh, I'm about to preach you out of your distraction. Uh, I'm about to preach you uh, out of your sleep tonight. Uh, you are not the source uh, of your power. Uh, be strong uh, in uh, the Lord. Oh, somebody uh, better help me tonight. Uh, be strong uh, in uh, the Lord. And in the power of his might. In other words... You ought to be a reflection of the power of the God in you. You ought to be a reflection of the power of the God that you serve. When you go to your job, they ought to say, whatever they've got, give me two of them. Some of us... The way we carry ourselves, you act like you got the flu all the time. Don't nobody want what you got. If what you got 
makes you frown all the time, if what you got makes you antisocial, if what you got makes you depressed and sad and down, I don't want what you got. Baby, you ought to let God's power shine through you. When you walk in your job, people who are depressed ought to say, I don't know what it is, but when I get around them, I feel better. I feel hope. I feel freedom. I feel power. Why? Because it's the power of God. God's might working in you. I came to preach to somebody. It's time to be strong. Be strong. It's time to get rid of weakness out of your life. It's time to press your way out of that stuff and be thou strong. Be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. Then he says, put on the whole armor of God. You know what that tells me? Get ready for a fight. What did you think you joined? The Girl Scouts? What, what, what do you think you're a part of? Mickey's Playhouse? What do you think this is? Adventures in Odyssey? Wit's End? Baby, when you got in the church, you got into a fight. You joined a war. You, oh, come on, somebody. You disavowed the enemy and said, I'm now on the Lord's side. So, baby, it's time to put on the whole armor of God. In other words, God said, I need some soldiers to get lined up for battle. I need some women of God that are ready to fight. I need some men uh, that are ready to take some land, uh, that are ready to take dominion. Uh, come on, put on uh, the whole uh, armor uh, of God. I need some people tonight uh, that'll let hell know uh, I'm suiting up for battle. Uh, I need some people tonight uh, that'll declare to the enemy, uh, I'm getting ready to come at you. Uh, I'm getting ready to take territory. Uh, I'm getting ready. Come on. Uh, I'm going uh, into the enemy's camp uh, and I'm going to take back uh, everything uh, that he stole from me. Living for God's a fight. You got to be ready to put your dukes up, baby. Some of you been punching bags for the enemy too long. It's time to get up out of a pew tonight and say, if we got to fight, then let's fight. Come on. It's time for you to loosen up your... Just get off my hand. 
It's time to loosen up your tire, kick off your shoes, do whatever you got to do, and let hell know I'm not sitting back any longer. I'm not just going to sit here while you push your agenda, while you take territory, while you keep pressing me backward, and I keep losing days and weeks and months. No, it's time to stand up and be strong. Come on, somebody. It's time to fight. Is there anybody beside me that knows what I'm talking about tonight? Oh, you got to make up in your mind. I'm not going to settle for the enemy pushing me around any longer. If you let the enemy, he'll back you into a corner and he'll rob you of everything God gave you. He'll steal your marriage. He'll steal your children. He'll take your joy. He'll take your happiness. He'll rob you of your blessings. He'll rob you of your self-confidence. He'll take away your, your wisdom somewhere you got to make up in your mind. I refuse to sit back and do nothing about it. Put on the whole armor of God. Why? He said that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You got to get suited up for battle so that you can stand against everything that the enemy wants to bring you away. I came to preach to somebody tonight uh, that God designed you uh, and he equipped you uh, to handle everything uh, that the devil could bring against you. I said he designed you uh, and he equipped you uh, to handle everything uh, that the enemy would ever bring uh, against you. Uh, get ready. Uh, put on the armor of God uh, because when the enemy comes, uh, you're going to be able uh, to Stand against whatever he throws your way. And then he reminds us in verse number 12. He said, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. This is important because I see too many of God's people being beat to death in their walk with God because they are so caught up fighting in the flesh not understanding that the enemy is killing them in the spirit and instead of fighting the enemy on your knees you're fighting people instead of using your energy to fight in the spirit you're wasting all your energy fighting in the carnal realm and while you're wasting all of your energy uh, and swinging uh, and fighting uh, the devil is destroying uh, your walk with him uh, we don't wrestle uh, against flesh uh, and blood who am I preaching to tonight that struggle you've been in, uh, it's not your boss. Uh, it's not your job. Uh, it's a plot of the enemy uh, to try and destroy. 
Job, Job, I hope you understand. It's not a wind. And they're not after your kids. And they're not after your farm and your animals. The devil is after your soul. And if you get focused on the lost in the natural, you're going to miss what you should be fighting for in the spiritual. Somebody better hear this man of God tonight and get your eyes off of the carnal and understand you're in a spiritual battle tonight. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. You're not wrestling with people. You're wrestling with demons behind them. Some of the situations you're involved in you feel so helpless because you can't kill a devil in the arm of the flesh. We don't have the luxury of picking up a Glock 19 and taking care of the, the enemy with a bullet. It's not that easy. We, we don't have the luxury of, you know, well, I'm just going to keep it mild violence. If you're going to win this battle, you better get some prayer in your spirit. If you're going to win this battle, you better quit running your mouth to people and start running your mouth to God. If you're going to win this battle, you better get off the gossip corner and get in the prayer corner. If you're going to win this battle, you better, come on, you better get off the phone and call him up and tell him what you. If you're going to win this battle, you better quit coming to church without a praise in your spirit. Easy pray for the devil. Come into the church. That ain't giving no glory to God. You're magnifying your flesh. You're allowing your flesh to exalt itself in God's presence. God doesn't get no glory out of pouting. Woo, it got quiet in here. God didn't get no glory out of this. And while you're acting up, there's devils circling you. Saying, here's some easy prey right here. This person's got easy prey. Come on, it's time for some of us to wake up uh, and to get in the house of the Lord uh, and understand when we come together, uh, we are assembling uh, as a fighting force. There are some things I can do in battle uh, when I'm at church uh, with the body of Christ uh, that I cannot accomplish uh, by myself. Oh, come on, somebody. Uh, 
I, I hope you pray at home. I hope you worship at home. God will give you victory at home by yourself. But you better get a revelation that one can put a thousand to flight and two can put 10,000 to flight. And when you walk into the house of God and you connect with the body of Christ, there's a level of power and strength in your weapon and in your fight that you don't have by yourself. I'll never get through this tonight. Maybe we'll just do a series. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, since you understand that, take unto you the whole armor of God. Tell your neighbor the whole armor of God. That ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. There's going to be some evil days. There's going to be some days when all hell's unleashed. God said, get the armor on so that when the evil day comes, you can withstand it. When the evil day comes, you can stand against it. You got to withstand the evil days. Come on, somebody. It's time to put on the whole armor of God so that you can withstand So he begins to instruct us. He says, stand or, and having done all to stand, stand therefore. Now what's important to understand, no pun intended, is that the word stand here is not a passive term as in stand. When you look it up, it literally means to overcome. Having done all, to overcome. Keep on overcoming. <laughs> Having done all to overcome, keep on overcoming. And he says... Stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. And I don't have time to preach all of this tonight. Have your loins girt about with truth. Have on the breastplate of righteousness. You got to have truth. And not only do you have to have truth, but you've got to have righteousness. What is righteousness? Righteousness is doing truth. Righteousness is not just knowing truth, uh, but it's doing what's right with truth. The breastplate of righteousness. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. 
Ooh, I don't have time to get into that tonight. But I want you to listen to this tonight, verse 16. He says, above all. Tell your neighbor, above all. Above all. If you forget the other stuff. If you forget the breastplate of righteousness. If you forget to gird your loins with truth. If you forget, the next verse talks about the helmet of salvation. And if you forget the sword of the spirit. He said, whatever you do, do not forget the shield of faith. Ooh, I feel my help coming on tonight. Whatever you do, don't forget the shield of faith. Why? Because it's with the shield of faith that you're going to be able to quench all of the fiery darts of the wicked. Satan is slick. In this context, you understand that the enemy is fighting you like a skilled archer. An archer doesn't even have to be where the quarry is at in order to destroy the quarry. He has a long game. He can stand over here and hit you over there. And when he comes against you with fiery darts, sometimes you're trying to figure out where that came from. Where, where did that come from? The fiery darts of the wicked. And not only is it a dart, but it's a fiery dart. It's not just designed to hurt you. It's designed to destroy you. So that when it hits its target, it engulfs you in fire and you're destroyed. But this shield is designed so that when a fiery dart of the wicked comes to you and you have the shield of faith, you are able to quench the fiery dart of the wicked. Oh, my God. If you've got the shield of faith, then whatever Satan brings at you, you can quench it. You can put the fire out. The weapon might be formed, but it won't prosper against you. The arrow might come. The fire might be lit. But when it finally gets to you, there's something about you that it cannot start you on fire. We light a lot of fires where I live. I've got a big old fire pit in my back of my property. And we love to pack wood, light bonfires. But every once in a while, we'll get some wood that is almost impossible to get started. 
and that wood will be there. And you can ask my boys, we'll, we'll drench that thing in charcoal fluid, put a match to it, and you think it's on fire. About 20 seconds later, flame is gone. Put more fluid on it. I got it that time. A few seconds later, it goes out again. We'll dribble gasoline. We'll put tinder on it. And sometimes it don't matter what you do. You just can't light that thing on fire. When God, when, when, when Satan comes against the saint of God that's carrying the shield of faith, uh, they're like that wood that the devil said, I'm trying everything uh, that I can try uh, and I can't seem uh, to get a hold on them. Uh, I'm doing everything I can uh, and I can't seem to ignite them uh, on fire. Am I preaching uh, to anybody in the building? Uh, I tried messing up uh, their job uh, and look at them. Uh, they're still standing strong. Uh, I tried messing up uh, their friendships uh, and look at them. Uh, they're still standing strong. Uh, I tried to attack uh, their health uh, and look at them. Uh, they're still standing. What's going on? Uh, I'm carrying the shield uh, of faith uh, and nothing uh, that the enemy sends my way. God sent me to preach to some people tonight. It's time to pick up your shield of faith. It's time to pick up your shield of faith. In one place, the Bible speaking of Saul, it was actually the writing of David in one of the Psalms. He talks about the shield of Saul. And he's mourning the death of Saul. And he describes it by saying it was as if the shield, as though the shield had not been anointed. Because those shields were made of animal skins. And they had to keep them supple. They had to keep them from drying out because if they dried out, they became brittle. And they became susceptible to the arrows of the enemy. But as long as they kept it oiled and that enemy would shoot an arrow, that shield was designed that it could handle the impact of the arrow and deflect the shot. But in his mourning of Saul, he said, Saul, how are the mighty fallen? How did this happen to Saul? How did somebody with so much anointing end up in that position? How did somebody with such a call in their life end up in such a dry place? How did somebody with so much gifting end up dried up on a pew? How did somebody with so much potential and destiny end up in a place where they're not even fulfilling? How are the mighty fallen? He said it's like the shield of Saul as though it had not been anointed. It speaks of neglect. Those soldiers had a daily routine, Brother Leon. They had to take their shield and they had to get the oil and they had to make sure they rubbed that shield because the shield was only effective if you kept it oiled. 
Anywhere you study oil in the word of the Lord, it's a type of the Holy Ghost. And this Bible calls it the shield of faith. And your faith can only remain strong when it is maintained by a spirit of prayer and the Holy Ghost. It is only maintained when there is a constant attention that your faith is continually anointed with Holy Ghost prayer. That it's continually anointed and saturated as long as your shield, as long as your faith remains full of the oil, you can handle anything that the enemy comes against you with. As long as your faith remains oiled, you can stand and strong. Don't you ever let your oil run dry. Don't you ever let your shield become dry from a lack of prayer. From a lack of God's anointing flowing in your life. Some of us find ourselves with particular things penetrating our faith. We're wondering why we're dealing with some of the things. I got faith, but, but this thing's hitting me. <laughs> I'll tell you what you need is you need a fresh trip to an altar where you let the Holy Ghost start to work on your faith. Where you let the Holy Ghost start to oil that shield of faith. I'm telling somebody tonight, that shield, it's time to go to work on your shield again tonight. Why? Because it's time for you to get back up and get in the battlefield. God's got a call on your life. God's got a work for you to do. God's got a future. And you can't waste another day sitting down with a dry shield. It's time to anoint your shield and get up and be strong in the Lord. It's time to get up and quit being weak and quit. Come on. God is speaking to somebody in this place tonight. I'm trying to hurry Above all, tell your neighbor, above all, the shield of faith. Nothing else you have in your arsenal of weaponry matters if your shield of faith isn't at work in your life. Nothing else you do is going to make a difference if that shield of faith gets lost. If you get discouraged and set your shield of faith down, you open yourself up to attack. But I came to preach to somebody tonight. It's time to get strong again. It's time to let the Holy Ghost get a hold of you again and put some strength in your spirit. Put some strength back into your mind. Put some strength back into your prayer. Put some strength back into your resilience. Come on, somebody. It's time to get the word of the Lord in your spirit and begin to declare again, I am strong. I am strong. My Bible says this. 
that they that know their God shall be strong. Shall be strong. And shall do exploits. God didn't call us to do nothing. He didn't call us to just sit on a pew and come to church and get preached to three times a week and go home and keep living in the molly grubs. He called you to come to the house of God and to be strong and then to leave the house of God and do exploits. They that know that God shall be strong and shall do exploits. Somebody said, Bishop, I, I want to be strong. But what about my weakness? What about my, what about my struggle? What about what I'm dealing with over here? You're like the man that said, Lord, I believe, but help thou my unbelief. Jesus said, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. When we bring our weakness to God, God converts our weakness to strength. I said he converts our weakness to strength. Why when we get weak, do we withdraw ourselves from him? And God's saying, bring it to me. And I'll make you strong. Bring your weakness to me. You've got a word from God to be strong. You've got a word from God and a command from God to be strong in his might. That shield of faith. Hebrews chapter 11 so much that the Bible has to say if you're going to understand the shield of faith then you need a fresh reminder of what that faith does for you Hebrews chapter 11 verse 29 said by faith tell your neighbor by faith they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land which the Egyptians are saying to do were drowned. In other words, when the enemy's on your trail and you don't think you have a way out, God said, I'm going to turn what looks impossible into a moment of strength. It looks like you're at a disadvantage right now, uh, but if you keep on moving forward, you're going to see uh, that you're in a strong position. 
I'm preaching to somebody right now. Uh, you think that what you're in is weakness. Uh, actually, you're in a moment. Uh, God is positioning you uh, for a strong move. Uh, God is positioning you uh, for a strength move. <laughs> By faith. By faith. The walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. The shield of faith allows you to say, I've been marching around the same thing and it doesn't look like it's moving. I've been doing the same thing. God said I had a promise and I don't see no change. God said keep on marching. Keep on moving because there's going to come a moment when my word comes to pass and the walls are going to come down and it's not your might. It's your faith and it's my power. strong by faith the harlot Rahab perished not I, I can't preach all of this verse 32 the writer said and what shall I more say for time would fail me to tell of Gideon when it looks like you're outnumbered what do I do about my weakness God said I'm going to take your 300 and I'm going to bring victory what you think is weakness, I'm going to make turn into power. Is anybody catching this tonight? My strength is made perfect in your weakness. You're going to see the greatest demonstration of God's strength in the moments of your life that look like the weakest points. By faith. Who through faith, verse 33, who through faith subdued kingdoms and wrought righteousness and obtained promises and stopped the mouths of lions. God have mercy. I'm preaching to some people right now. Feels like you're in a lion's den. Feels like everything in your environment is trying to destroy you. And you feel like you're there all by yourself. But I'm telling you that when it's all said and done, God's going to show you it was a move of strength. My glory's going to be revealed. Through faith, they shut the mouths of lions. It says they quenched, huh, quenched the violence of fire. The shield of faith, which shall quench the fiery darts of the wicked quenched the violence of fire. The Bible doesn't say this, but I can't help but think it's talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. <laughs> Threw them in the fire. We can't get it to light. 
I can't get them to burn up. Turn it up seven times hotter. They're still not lighting on fire. You know why? There was a fire inside the fire. There were some boys walking around with a shield of faith. And even when fire was all around them, God said, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. You may have lost every other weapon, but if you got the shield of strength, of faith, then you have a testimony of strength. I said, if you have the shield of faith, then you have a testimony of strength. I'm strong. I can take this. I'm strong. I can make it through. I'm And the next phrase says, they escaped the edge of the sword. And the next phrase says, and out of weakness they were made strong I want us to stand all across this house because tonight God's talking to some people in this Tuesday night and God's telling you I want you to come and I want you to bring your weakness with you and I want you to bring your faith because I'm going to turn your weakness into strength tonight I'm going to turn your shortcomings into a place of power I'm going to turn your vulnerability into a position of advantage come on who am I preaching to tonight I want you to get out of your seat and respond to the word of the Lord tonight I am strong I am Come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands. Come on, God's about to bring his strength. God's about to bring his strength to you.